I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. An Erio's original. And I think that's part of the reason why I love basketball so much is because it's this more, um, there's like an alpha energy to playing sports that is so not anything I've ever had in my life. It's new for me, and so it, it feels like it's um, kind of fostering a facet of my personality that I never paid any attention to. Welcome to Filling the Void, which is a podcast I do where I talk to people about what they do for pure joy, their hobbies, no agenda-driven things, nothing you make money from, just the fun of doing something for your life that you like and don't care what anybody else thinks, how you fill the void. And if you yawn, don't, I won't judge you or think that (laughs) you're bored. Because your boredom is allowed in this space. Oh, that's nice. Actually, yawning isn't an indication of boredom. It's an indication that our bodies need to breathe, Mm. that we're not giving our bodies enough oxygen. So it's very important to yawn. Anyway, (laughs) I'm saying that also in case you see me yawn. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with yawns. Okay. You know, part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast to tell you and I guess anybody who would listen is that waking up in the morning for the most part is excruciating. I don't think it's depression. Why well, I don't like waking up in the morning. I think it's just like uh, stuff to do. The grind. Yeah. And it's so boring. Brushing your teeth, peeing, eating. <laughs> Eating is boring to you? Of course I look forward to eating, but like I hate cooking Mm. and the whole like, what am I going to eat? Thinking about preparing of what I'm not like a great decision maker. I just wish that I, well, I started doing Montry.com, one of our advertisers. Just kidding. We don't have that. I don't know what that is, but imagine if this whole beginning part was like a commercial. <laughs> um, so even work, which started for me, I guess, as a hobby when I was younger. I mean, writing, creative writing, it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And then once 
I got older. And that was my segue, by the way, from waking up in the morning and having to do the grind. I'm very, very grateful that I ended up doing my hobby for a living and as a job. But it got a lot harder and it took a lot of the fun out of it. I really struggled with, well, if I used to read and write during my leisure time, how do I spend my leisure time? What what do I do in my free time? Right. And I didn't know. I just had, I mean, I would, this is a couple of years ago and I would smoke cigarettes nonstop and play spider solitaire on my phone, <laughs> which is really fun. And I still like to do that, but it isn't very challenging or creative and it gets boring after yeah, a while. It's relaxing, but it's in no way productive. Exactly. What happened was that Paul and I decided to go to Palm Springs for a weekend. And we were going to this hotel or Joshua Tree or whatever. We were going to this hotel that was had beautiful hot springs and was like a nice spa, little retreat. But there was no TV or Wi-Fi, which is we're not those people. But I was fine with it. And so was he. And we were actually looking forward to it. But he was like, I think I'm going to. I feel like painting and I feel like I'm going to buy some paints and canvases for a trip. And I was like, that sounds cool. Go for it. And I just like brought a book and whatever. And he, he went out and bought like an easel and canvases and all these paints and paintbrushes. And he just, he didn't end up opening them. A couple of months later, I'm sitting around smoking, playing spider solitaire. And I was like, <laughs> I remember like, having fun in art class. Like I remember what I liked in school was lunch, English, and art. I'm not very good at drawing. I can't say that word because I'm from Long Island. <laughs> but I was like, I just want to try. And it seems like it would be fun to get weird with a paintbrush. So I started painting and it changed my life. I mean, it completely changed my life. And I did you know I wanted to talk about the things that people like to do that they don't make any money from it doesn't further their career in any way so it could be a hobby but it could also be I don't know hobby sounds like you need accoutrement with it like right. you have to buy stuff mm -hmm. so it could also be like meditation or whatever right um smoking weed I mean I don't know like what people do what people do with zero agenda that they enjoy. But I wanted to talk to you because I know you're a writer and a performer. I also know that you have hobbies. I do have hobbies. So when I was at your house, I noticed that you had have a garden. Yeah. And it was like you had your a nickname for your garden. Yeah, it said Marty's Garden. Yeah. Because that's what my husband and I both call each other Marty. That's a cool name. Yeah, I love the name Marty. Me too. Why do you guys call each other that? I think his name's Matt. And when I first met him, I was just like, you're Marty. I like that. I love I, I love nicknames and I wish I had one. I do. I shouldn't say that. I mean, a lot of my friends call me Lezels. But Paul texted me the other night and he called me Tex. And I was like, please call me that That's for the rest of my life. A really cool nickname. Right? Yeah. What a cool name. Tex Rust. Yeah. Sounds oh awful. My God. It doesn't sound good. If someone was like, Tex Rust is coming over and it was you, I'd be like, what? 
Tex That's rust. Not it's, you. it's too it's too consonant heavy. Yeah, but Tex is cool just That's alone. Cool. It's a one one word name. So it says Marty's Garden. So gardening is a really like I almost wouldn't consider that a hobby. I feel like I'm in the place right now where I'm auditioning hobbies. Interesting. So the garden is something it's still alive. Um, I got through one season, um, got a couple tomatoes out of it. There's some herbs in there and it's really pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. To garden. I don't it has I haven't fully taken to it. Right. But I'm going to keep trying. But I it hasn't I haven't fully adopted gardening yet. Yeah. Pleasant isn't the word that I want to hear. Yeah, I also in my dream life, I do have this flourishing garden with all these fresh vegetables and fruit. Um, so it's something I would like to foster, but I, I don't think I have a green thumb. Okay, so is that what attracted you to trying it in the first place was like this vision of being this woman that has this flourishing garden? Yes. And so like, what outfits do you wear with that? <laughs> well, in my vision, in my dream life, I'm wearing like, yeah, drawstring linen pants and like a matching linen top and like a big sun hat. Mm. But in real life, I'm in my a hus- my husband's shirt, weird shoes. Um, Crocs. Cro- not Crocs, but I, I have like my little ballet flats I wear out there, but they're filthy because I use them for out- outdoors. I have uh, mismatched pajama pants and this big hat, like man- men's hat I got at the zoo. This sounds like a great outfit. And you have a, a gardening apron with lots of tools and stuff. There's no apron. And honestly, having to go out there and water that garden every day has been taking a lot out of me. You don't care for it. I don't think it's for me, but I'm, I'm willing you. to give it one or two more seasons. I like the idea of having a flourishing garden as well. Mm-hmm. What I'm attracted to about that is knowing how to use tools like a hoe and having um a a specific cute apron and gloves and like a smudge of dirt across the cheek so cute yeah so that's why I would dabble in such a thing and I have tried it and it's not for me either and what went wrong it was boring It's, it's very slow there's yeah. not a lot of instant gratification. Um, my herbs are still alive. And I will say I like to cook. So I, you know, going out there and grabbing some time, you know, if you're roasting a chicken feels very romantic. But the tomatoes that I grew were all they looked diseased. Oh, that sucks. And I just literally know nothing about gardening. So I had a friend come over who who is a hobbyist gardener and uh-huh. a very avid one. And she set me up her wedding gift to us was to like spend a day with us helping us do this garden box which was so sweet so we went to the nursery and it's really fun to go to the nursery yeah that is fun because there's a lot of hope involved there's so much hope there (laughs) I totally agree it is a very inspiring place and it makes me want to get my hands dirty absolutely and getting your hands dirty is amazing I mean people do that as therapy you know like really therapy you're supposed to like have have your feet on bare ground um or in grass and your hands like in dirt is supposed to be really good for your mood. Dude, that is so true. I didn't know that that was a thing. 
that I guess you can attach the word therapy to anything you like. That's very true. But I, <laughs> this is something I've, there is some sort of clinical term for it. I don't know it, but I, and I think the thing for me is that gardening hasn't become a hobby. I do have some other things I consider more hobbies. Let's hear them. I feel like I've always thought that in my future life goals is to have hobbies like I feel like there's some sort of romance around having hobbies because it does sort of signify that you're settled in a certain way yeah whereas when I was in my 20s and I was all career driven and like hustling and working a bunch of different random jobs you don't have time for hobbies but now that I'm in my 30s I'm much more I have more free time just because I'm have a more settled life right so one thing that I was trying to think like, what is my most interesting hobby? And I think what it is, is playing basketball. Really? Yeah. Did you always like sports? No, not at all. In fact, I literally never played a sport until 2014 when I joined a rec league basketball team. No Like not even in PE. Like I just would sit them out. I just hadn't. You like hated gym. I hated gym. I, I was a dancer. So you... You were? Yeah. So oh my God, dancing is one right? of my hobbies. Yeah, I, that's what I, I know you as the smoking ballerina. <sighs> yeah, that was a hashtag <laughs> I once used. Uh-huh. Wait, what kind of dancer? I did ballet. Of course you did, because you look like a ballerina. <laughs> like you, I, I mean, you just have that. I, that makes total sense to me. Very graceful. And so it makes sense. So, okay. So you were a dancer in high school or growing up? Yeah. Growing up until college, I think I kind of stopped doing it in college. Only ballet? Um, I would do like jazz classes, mm-hmm. but I was like five nights a week ballet class. No way. And where'd you grow up? Long Beach. And so you took like point and really like hard I mean, ballet is hard. It was hard. I was in like a little company, the Southern <gasps> California dance company. We would do <sighs> like Coppelia and <sighs> the Nutcracker. And I would love to see videos of you doing that. I wonder. I wasn't very good because I have these. I'll show you these knock knees. Do you see that? My heels don't touch. Mm. <laughs> so it was never in the cards for me to become a professional That ballerina. is a problem. It really was an issue. I understand. I, I see. Yeah. I literally cannot touch my heels so cute that sucks <laughs> it did suck but yeah but it, that is really yeah. but you were still really good you it were was, in a company yeah, I, you, I worked hard at it I don't think I was a natural but I did it like you know every night it is art and sport together as one like it is the mo- it is so athletic absolutely and like the you have to have a really high pain tolerance yeah because your feet get really fucked up totally and knees and and yeah, tons of band-aids and moleskin and I mean that's part of my attraction to it, but Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It is very physically, there's so much endurance. Like, and I don't like sports. I don't like working out. I, dancing is the only physical activity that I like. So, but that's interesting to me. So you danced. You hate a gym, you dance, you dance, you stopped when you were in college, and then you didn't do any physical thing really. No, I mean, I would like go to the gym, you know, mm-hmm. I like take walks, do like bar classes, you know, that kind of bullshit, right? But just to like be in shape. But I, yeah, I joined my friend Maria Blasucci. She, um, in 2014, she had played basketball in high school. Maria's your partner. Uh huh. She's yeah. Bean. Bean, yeah. She also is part of this podcast network. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. And so she um, went to this all girls high school where she was on a basketball team and like loved it. Um, but that was, you know, back when she was in high school and she hadn't played a group sport since. So mm-hmm. she was like, I want to sign up for rec league. The city has a men's league. I'm going to go sign up for the women's league. Hmm. She went to the Los Angeles um, parks department and she was like, I want to sign up for the women's basketball league. And they were like, Oh, no one does that. It's been dormant for however many years women don't sign up. And the reason why was they said was because um, women have to watch the kids while their husbands what? play basketball. Like oh. they were like, women just don't have time to play. So this league hasn't had any interest. Fascinating. Um, but so she sent out this big email. Hey, does anyone want, want to join a team? And like so many women, she posted on Facebook and like all these women um, at the mo- at the time, it was mostly in the comedy community were like, I want to play. I want to play. Right. Um, and so that started in 2014. And we formed a team called the Pistol Shrimps. And it started with like six teams. And now the league has grown to 25 teams. No way. And we play all around. And you LA. guys made a documentary about it yeah, or TV's. A- yeah, well, this is what's so funny is like it literally started. It couldn't have been further from my career. Right. And then after a couple of years, some overlap started to happen yeah. where all of a sudden I was like developing a script based on our basketball league for Comedy Central with a couple of girls from the team. And it nothing went anywhere. And now it's kind of come full circle to it's literally just a rec league basketball team. Like there's no right crossover anymore. And how do you feel about that? I, I think it's fine. There was right. a moment where that was fun. But now I'm like, I still just enjoy it Tuesday nights. So you go every Tuesday night Mm -hmm. and you have a game. Yeah. And do you guys practice? Well, the first couple of years we were practicing every weekend. Wow. Saturday and Sunday. Um, Like Sundays. Just one weekend. We were insane. (laughs) I don't know why I automatically assumed it was both You were like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? (laughs) I I jumped to like when you said every weekend, my brain wanted to hear like every day. Okay, so now that's you it, did it normal style yeah, yeah. Sundays. <laughs> but now it's like we we do the games, um, and sometimes we try, we get to a practice, but people are kind of busy right now. And then it's really just this like community of women that we all hang out socially. So wait, are you good? No. I am not good. I'm way better than I was when I started because I understand the rules. When you guys play, and I know you're all friends and like you're you hang out socially and whatever, but when you compete, do you have like do you really want to win? I'm not 
we always do want to win. There are some girls on the on the team who are truly competitive. I am not that competitive. Right. Um, and I don't like it when the games get rough. So sometimes I'll even kind of like bench myself. Like what are you, what do you mean rough? Girls like step to each other, get in, almost get in fights. Like they're like words have been exchanged. People have been pushed. What? Women get, it's like a hockey game sometimes out there. It's Whoa. crazy. Also something I have never experienced in my life is that sort of like interaction with other women. And overall it's very positive, but sometimes like it gets super heated and people like what can you remember a specific example of some words that were exchanged? Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think at, I forget who we were playing, but like some girl kind of like you push sometimes, like sometimes people just kind of get pushed. Right. Um, so like someone pushed Maria and she was like, hey, watch it. And the girl was like, that's how you fucking play basketball. And then <laughs> it was just like, and then the refs have to come in and like break people up. What was she like? That's how you fucking play basketball, bitch. Yeah, basically. But she didn't say bitch. You can get a technical for cursing. What? <laughs> yeah, they won't let you curse. Have you ever seen two girls start to get into a fight, exchange words, and you wanted to see more. You oh, were like, please keep fighting. Every please time keep some fighting. people almost fight, like it is kind of like a sick There is pleasure. such an adrenaline rush. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. And then I started to think right? if someone like pushed me or something on the court and was like stepping to me, like I could honestly see myself like hurting someone. Shut up, really? I'd be like, oh my God, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I would never, I think I Wait, if someone like said- Do you fantasize about I it? I do fantasize yeah. about it. Someone like stepping to me and then I have, to, I like, you know, like punch the person. <gasps> but I never ever would. Also, because I'm such a friendly player. Like right. I, it's so not my nature, but sometimes I do fantasize about it. And I think that's part of the reason why I love basketball so much uh -huh. is because it's this more- um, there's like an alpha energy to playing sports that is mm -hmm. so not anything I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is really, it's new for me. And so it, it feels like it's um, kind of fostering a facet of my personality that I never paid any attention to. But in ballet, there's very much an alpha energy. Ballet classes are, especially when people are good. Adult beginner classes, I don't think any people care as much, I feel like there's so much competition and there's so much. It's just like when someone is really good and they're really strong and you know it and you know they know it, the room watches them. And it, to me, that's like a very alpha energy. And I get a little of that, like that bitch. Well, that's interesting. I think that is definitely there. Like, it's like the same competitiveness in right. dance, yeah. but it's different because it's not outright. Well, it's not um, contact. It's not contact. And it's also like the whole point of the basketball game is you want to win. You're not trying right. to hide that. So there is something really right. liberating about it as opposed to like in maybe the dance world for being so sweet to your face, but they're like, oh, I hope that she twists her ankle so I can be Clara. Right. Like the winning, right. Like, like that's where the performance part of it comes in. And it's like most of the time winning means that like maybe the teacher used you as an example like like there or or liked <laughs> yeah. you that day like yes, there's yes. no you got a compliment from the teacher is like right. winning so it's I think that's one of the reasons why I now understand why people like sports whereas before that was right. a whole world I had never even put a toe in 
And even though I still don't watch sports and like when oh, I read the newspaper. Okay, so that I, was a question. No, I You don't watch basketball. No, but I could I could. I wouldn't be super bored. Like I would go to a basketball game. I just have right. Yeah. But on TV, no. 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 And so when you were like, okay, Maria is starting this league and I'm going to do it. Why not? I'm just going to like, you didn't know if you liked it or what? No, I thought it was just going to be for exercise. Honestly, did you, that even sounds like so hard to me. And like, even just like the driving to play basketball, like I just, I'm so not, it's so outside of my interest. I understand, but I am, um, my personality is if people are counting on me, mm-hmm. I'll force myself to go. If it were just up to me, I would, of course, be at home because I am lazy as hell. It's interesting that you say that a part of it, a part of like why you do it is because other people are counting on you to show up. So a part of me personally being interested in something is knowing that I only have to show up for myself. Mm. So with ballet, with I'm only I'm very, very hard on myself. I try not to be so hard on myself because I'm an adult who can only get so far in ballet because it's hard and at my age and it's my own personal best. Like, I don't want to be in a company, even if it was like a fun thing. I don't want to do it with friends. I don't want to meet for I don't want to meet people socially. I, I don't want to go out for dinner or drinks after. I don't want to have to show up for anyone other than myself. Once I have to start showing up, I there was a period where my dance class was starting a company and I was pregnant and so I didn't want to dance, but I said I would like help with production. And I was like, why did I volunteer to do this? there's no world where this is fun for me Mm. because I'm not dancing and I'm doing production and I have to do that for work. So this is like my hobby just turned into my job that I'm not getting paid for. So I was like, sorry, I can't do it. And I bailed even though people were depending on me. I was like, this is what I have boundary issues. Mm. And so part of why I like painting is that I don't, I only am showing up for myself. It's so- completely solitary. Yeah. And that is beautiful. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like, I don't even, I love reading. The mi- People try to get me to start, to be in a book club or start a book club all the time. No, I, I don't. You're taking something that I love doing and making it an assignment. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, the joy of your hobbies is like some sort of solidarity. Yeah. That I don't have to show up for anybody. It's at my own. I mean, not solidarity. Uh, uh, Yeah. 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 Solitude. But but because I have to show up for other people and other things in other areas in my life. And it is really like that's a a beautiful and amazing thing. Like when I don't want to do something, but I had, I have a commitment and I have to show up for it in spite of how I feel has helped me grow and evolve Mm -hmm. as a person and so many areas of my life. So I need to have certain areas where I don't have to do that. That's so fascinating. So I actually just got the chills. (laughs) Oh, because I was thinking about how maybe 
one of the point of having hobbies is that it fulfills something in your life that you're not getting and yeah and you know you have all these responsibilities in your life so to you having a hobby that you do alone is really important and like to me another reason why I love the basketball team is because I feel like as an actor I'm a lot of times I'm like having to wear makeup and look pretty and being judged on how I look so to get to go um to this world every Tuesday where it's like no one has makeup on like the bigger you are the better you are and the more valuable you are right it's like this whole other val like you're valued for complete opposite of what you're valued for being an actor right it's like the bigger you are the more valuable you are you're sweating you just it's it's total like vanity free yeah it truly is especially playing with all women that's awesome. And so yeah. all the other teams, like, are they still mostly comedy people? It's really expanded to it's wow. people from all walks of life. And so what is another one of your hobbies? Um, okay, so I was thinking about this. I think other than um, basketball and novice gardening, I think cooking and entertaining. Okay, cooking and entertaining. That's something I really, I love so much when people invite me over to their house for dinner. Mm. I have a couple of friends who are like great chefs and you go over there and it's just like so easy and you're so excited every time you get the invite. And I want to be one of those people. You're going to be one of those people. So I've been actually actively practicing like cooking. And you enjoy it. I like it. What do you like about it? It, um, it gets me out of my head and it gets me off of my devices. Ah, that's mainly it. And you like being off your device. I mean, that's a weird question. It's good to have to work with your hands. And it not... slows, calms my anxiety. Yeah. I can run a little bit anxious. So I like, I really enjoy cooking. I mean, sometimes it's annoying, like if you're not in the mood. Right. But I was like. Can I... you get yourself in the mood? Yeah, I have to like put on my apron. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I'll like, you know have a either like a LaCroix or a glass of wine or you know something I'll put in a wine glass it just feels like romantic and music yeah music and what does your apron look like I've got a couple cute vintage aprons love it I mean I put on an apron when I'm like microwaving something what's wonderful about having cooking as a hobby is like you get three chances a day to do it Mm -hmm. if you want so so you said entertaining also like what do you like about that like what does that look like to you um yeah I like having parties you do so not like ragers but just like I like in my also again in my dream life and all my hobbies are seem to be aiming me toward this life I have in my head that I want it's like we have like alfresco dinner parties yeah like this life is like in domino magazine (laughs) is that what and that's not like no judgments like I've seen pictures of that life. And, I'm yeah, and like, this is the thing I want to be just, I, it would be good enough for me to get invited to these things, but those invitations aren't flooding in. So I'm like, well, it looks like if I want to have an alfresco dinner party, I'm going to have to do it myself. Oh yeah. Those aren't real parties, by the way, either. Someone's having that. them. Someone somewhere is having them. Right. I think I can relate to it a bit because I remember like looking at pictures of flourishing gardens or alfresca is it alfresco or alfresca Mm, that's a good question let's put the a at the end yeah let's make it the feminine like like those dinner parties and everybody's wearing like 
a great Ula Johnson dress and like has like a flowered wreath around their head that they made like during the cocktail hour and like oh god right like what a nightmare there's like a guitar in the corner and like Jenny Lewis is there so you know it's also like kind of cool this is like my what I <laughs> yeah, envisioned there's, there's like my few, life in California yes, definitely <laughs> I love um, that is and like Laurel Canyon and it's like Oh, you're up in the hills. Oh, so right. much hair. So yeah. much hair. Like everyone has long hair and like there's a hammock and whatever. But, you know, the reality, I mean, the reality of my life doesn't look like that. And there's like fucking dog shit in my backyard because I'm too lazy to take my dog for walks. And like when people come over, I scramble and I pick it all up, but I have a leaf blower and yeah, there's just like... I don't, I forgot what I wanted to say you to that. You got lost in your vision. I got lost in, in my, <laughs> in my own ego, bringing it back to myself and thinking about, oh, what I was going to say though, was that what's interesting to me is that you said that you have a lot of social anxiety, yet your hobbies are pretty much, I focus around other people and like mm. being social mm-hmm. so maybe not cooking but like the basketball team the certainly. basketball team and, and, and entertaining. entertaining definitely so like you said before things that I don't know like maybe there's a part of you that maybe you have social anxiety because you want to be social and you want to figure out how I think that's part of it is like it's I I think that is part of it is like wanting to get to the point where this is all very natural and I wholeheartedly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, And obviously that's, I can relate. That's mostly with entertaining, but I also like when I am going to throw a party, like we do these movie nights in the summer where we do outdoor screenings and then like I'll cook for like 20 people. Wow. That to me is so fun because in a way it gives you something to do during the party because you are kind of like running around and you know, I enjoy that. And it's also all week I'll be like rolling around in my mind like, Oh, should I make this or should I make that? Like it's the thing when mm. I sit down in front of my computer with a free hour, I'm like Googling recipes. Right. Like it occupies the space in my mind that otherwise would what just be like mindlessly going through Instagram and like mm-hmm. looking at girls and feeling bad about myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's what hobbies do though. It occupies a space and that's kind of how you pitch the show, right? I mean, filling the void. It's like, what do you do yeah. that feels like it's healthy? Right. How do we fill our God-sized hole? And don't you think that everyone <laughs> wants a hobby and people who don't have hobbies would like to have a hobby? Everybody, whether they actively want to or not, does try to fill the void in some way or another. So whether it's with self-destructive behavior which to be honest most of my life it was Mm -hmm. like that is so true I was actually thinking about that not to interrupt you but that like in your 20s you're kind of are being self-destructive like through partying or whatever it is you're doing right and then in your 30s when you're trying to be healthy that's when people (laughs) pick up hobbies right like in my 20s my hobbies were all agenda related whether I would admit it or not my hobbies were crushes Mm. boys Mm -hmm. I needed 
to have a crush. I, I always wanted to be thinking about someone else. So I always wanted, I always wanted a, an obsession. And it was really fun to obsess over boys. Or, you know, and I still love shopping, but it was less for me and more about like cultivating a way that I wanted to look to appear to other people so that I could feel XYZ gain fulfillment with certain people who I thought were cool. But yeah, I I mean, back to what you were saying, like I do think, I think everybody has a hobby, whether they know it or not. Sometimes some of it's destructive, some of it's not. It's like looking for something, um, outside of ourselves to be fulfilled, Mm -hmm. which in my experience will never fully make me happy, but in a healthy way, it doesn't make me unhappy. I'll say that. Yeah. So when I, like, I, I would like to say, Oh, when I paint, it's, it's like meditation, but it's not meditation because I'm usually listening to a book or a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone with my thoughts. I'm distracted. It's just, I happen to be moving my hands in a, uh, on paper than with my phone. Like it's not unhealthy, but it isn't as healthy as like just being like, I'm not just being. Right, but that's, who can I mean, really do that? Well, people, I mean, that's like what meditation is. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't beat myself up over it because fuck that. Like, Well, maybe hobbies are meditation for normal people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's fine. That, that works for me. Okay, so for filling the void, I'm really interested in like weird hobbies, hobbies that people are super obsessed with, and we have a toll-free number and you can leave a message. Please call us at 844-370-VOID. Leave a message. Tell me what your weird, awesome, delicious, obsessive hobby is because I'm like, I just want more and more and more. And I like it when people are obsessed with weird shit. And um, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about Filling the Void. Bye. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.